And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's marvelous, monumental, most fascinating, massively mind-bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, because Nehemiah feared the Lord, he restrained himself from inappropriate and unfair behavior. Instead, he went in the opposite direction. This is a significant clue. He feared God, so there were actions he would not take. He feared God, so there were actions he would take. When we reverence and honor the Lord, we shouldn't do certain things, but we should be doing other things. Doi. Next, Nehemiah had a characteristic that too many Christians don't seem to possess. He was aware. He was aware of how people around him were doing. He was thoughtful. He was considerate, even to his detriment. He thought being kind and giving to others was more important than staking his claim and demanding his rights. I guess this is like loving someone as we love ourselves, something along those lines. And then finally, Nehemiah asks God to remember him, to remember what he has done. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, the author writes, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for him and shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. We can rest assured that God does not forget what we have done in his kingdom, nor does he forget how we have and how we do love each other. It shows his faithfulness to our desire to get it right. So let's get it right. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanity is an oeuvre. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Hold on. Yeah, it's he must David at he must increase dot org. David, not Captain Crunch, not Frank, not Larry. David at he must increase dot org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. Now watch how fast I can do that. 972-445. 0779724450770 When you make that phone call and you call that number you know you end up talking to Cat and Chris let me explain to you what that's like just so you can know That's like eating the best barbecue sauce you have ever had in the world When you talk to Captain Chris you will be Say. 
love barbecue sauce. Is that bad? On just the sauce, no meat. Yeah, uh, you know I've done before. People are just gonna absolutely cry. But so Noel and I will split like a salad, like a bag salad or something like that. Sometimes I take and I put like a little uh, barbecue sauce in the salad. Is that weird? Who hurt you, David? <laughs> I can't. The list is too long. <laughs> it's too long. All right, here's the bottom line, folks. Uh, maybe, maybe you can just be aware of this. This is not professional radio. This is, I mean, it's barely radio. Right now, I'm sure it's not radio positive, okay? I don't even think it's two cans and a string. I just think it's us. Bottom line to that, you are welcome to engage with us. You can talk about anything you want. You got a thought, a question, a comment, an opinion. We just don't want it to be a kvetch fest. There's many wonderful ministries that give you that opportunity. We support them. We love that. Just on our show, we're just trying to encourage one another and to bless one another and to lift one another. It's got nothing to do with us thinking, oh, we're better, holier, different. Nope. We're just following the trail that the Lord set before us. When when Peter and John were talking, Peter found out how things were going to go. He looked at John. He looked at Jesus, and he goes, what about that guy? Huh, 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 huh? And Jesus said, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Sometimes you just got to do what the Lord puts before you, period, whether you think it's brilliant or not, or whether other people are doing it or not, you do what the Lord tells you to do. That's what we do. And so in doing that, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage you. We want to pray for you. We want uh, you to have an opportunity to share a praise report so other people can be blessed by the cool things that God is doing in your life. Now, with all that, we also want to offer up a trivia question. This is going to be a little tougher than normal, so I can just tell you right now that the answer to this question is going to be a number. A number. Okay. Pharaoh dreamt of the same number of fat cows and thin cows. This is Pharaoh having the dream. Of good ears of corn and of thin ears of corn. How many were there of each of these things? So Pharaoh had this dream that Joseph interpreted. And in this dream, he saw fat cows and thin cows and fat corn and thin corn. How many did he see? Okay. For those that don't know, it is an answer somewhere between one and a gazillion. Okay. Does that help? Okay, it's closer to the one than it is the gazillion, okay? But uh, we already got people answering, so that's pretty good. All right, if you think you know, you are welcome to reach out to us as we're going to do something a little different uh, than normal. Uh, reach out to us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. So those are the three ways to get a hold of us. So the question again, and we'll ask it again. Somebody's already calling in. This is a good question, by the way. Um, Pharaoh had a dream. He dreamt the same number of fat cows and thin cows, good ears of corn and thin ears of corn. How many were there in these things? That's the number we're looking for. And it does look like we have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. And here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Mary. Hi, Mary. Oh, 
Oh, it's so wonderful to hear your voice. I'm so happy you called. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear you. Well, thank you. Thank you. The Lord's good, you know. Amen. I'm getting stronger every day, so I praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. We, you know, people don't know that you were not doing well, and you had a little bit of an accident, and, and you broke a couple things, huh? <laughs> you yes. Do, but, you're doing, but you're doing better now, and you're on the way. That's just so wonderful to hear your voice. I'm just so blessed by it. Just hearing you well, encourages you. me. All right. Now, you know this. I know you know this. So I'm going to give you the question again, give you a chance to answer. Here we go. Pharaoh dreamt of the same number of fat cows and thin cows, of good ears of corn and thin ears of corn. How many? What was the number in that dream of those things? Seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. That is correct, Marie! Excellent job, as usual. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Great job. Excellent. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, and, and uh, the Lord gave gave um, Joseph the wisdom to know how to handle this. You know, the, the seven years of good, good uh, um, food, corn and so forth, he told Joseph to take some of that and lay it aside so when they had seven years of famine That's they would correct. have some extra some extra corn and so forth so that was um that was very wise yep Excellent. and that was something that the lord told joseph to do so okay well i'm gonna hang up and and um and continue to listen okay all right thank you so much great job by the way well thank you all right God bless. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. For our listeners, that has to be a blessing. It just has to be a blessing. And then, actually, she brought up a really good point, which, you know, we're not going to be able to get into our text the way we're going to, but the point is the seven years that followed, the seven years of plenty that were followed by seven years of famine, you got to remember that the thin cows ate the fat cows and got no bigger, which is a kind of a way to say that the famine was going to be so intense that those seven years of abundance, those seven years of plenty, would be consumed by the seven years of the famine, and they would be forgotten. In other words, the impact would be so intense in the nation. And this is why God set Joseph in the position he did so that he can save Israel in the midst of that famine, save a nation. I mean, one nation saving another. It's just amazing how God does that. Saving a nation in the midst of a nation. Now, there's a lot of things that happen afterwards. We'll get into that another time. But look at the Lord preparing the people of God for disaster that's coming and laying the foundation and the groundwork when the people didn't even understand how bad it was going to get. God did, and he got them covered before it ever came about. He was covering their tracks before they ever stepped into the path. It's so cool. God is so nice to us. It's just amazing. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Give me. Thanks a lot. 
This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called, When Grace is Tangible. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying, uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal, how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes, I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop. In kindness, God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses. And he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval, the Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I don't know if you figured this out or not, but this show is very much geared towards supporting and loving one another. And uh, that was really not even how I was planning the show to go, which tells me a lot. Uh, tells, first of all, it tells me a lot about me. And then it also tells me a lot that, you know, the Lord, you know, not mine, but thy will be done. And we pray that. And then it goes different. We should just be going, yay, yay. Okay. All right. Here you go. Uh, trivia question. Let's play the horn for this trivia question. 
All right, true or false, the Ishmaelites took Joseph to Israel to sell him. The Israelites took Joseph to Israel to sell him. Your, your hint, Genesis 37. Is that true or false? Okay, that's the question. And before anybody says, well, it wasn't them, it was them, so don't, don't do that. That's the wrong place. It's just a simple question. The Ishmaelites took Joseph to Israel to sell him. True or false? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us. That number would be 972. You'd think I would just know this by heart, wouldn't you? 972-445-0770. Is that true or false? You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well as you can send an email to david at he must increase dot org. In the meantime, because you guys put up with me, and to some degree I put up with you, you have to hear my jokes. <laughs> Is that fair? Well, it's kind of fair. A little bit. All right. Ready? Okay. Now, I just thought this first one's not a just kind of a great kind of statement saying, so we'll like that. The second one is a joke, and the third one is a joke, uh, kind of. Okay, here we go. Ready? All right. Reverend Warren J. Keating, pastor of First Presbyterian Church in Yuma, Arizona, says the best prayer he's ever heard was, Lord, please make me the kind of person my dog thinks I am. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. That's funny, isn't it? It's true. I mean, you can't deny it. Like, I mean, when, when people come home and you come home from shopping and your dog sees you, what does your dog think? Mighty. <laughs> <laughs> that was good play. Your dog thinks you're the mighty warrior hunter. As you went to the Kroger Tom Thumb. Woman went to a post office to buy stamps for her Christmas cards. What denomination? Asked the clerk. Oh, good heavens. Have we come to this? Said the woman. Well, give me 50 Baptists and 50 Catholics. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Last. This one. Okay. I don't know if it needs a buzzer, which is my hint of way of saying, but maybe not quite the high levels. Adam was spending the day naming all the creatures in the garden when he realized he was alone as a human being. Then came the very last creature, and he named it a frog. He spoke to the frog in his loneliness and asked if it had any ideas as to how he could not be so lonely, while hoping in vain that it could actually reply and holding a conversation. To Adam's surprise, the frog opened its mouth and replied, Ribbit! And the rest was history. <laughs> ah, waka, waka. <laughs> Come on! I don't know. <laughs> rip it. Took the rip. Okay. Somebody ready to answer? That was not a bad joke, was it? It wasn't too bad. Okay, borderline. Uh, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Reddit. <laughs> uh, this is Samson. Hi, Samson. How you doing? Ribbit. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I think I read it that uh, that's a good one, uh, right? question somewhere in Genesis. <laughs> this is classic. All right, true or false, the Ishmaelites took Joseph to Israel to sell him. Well, my mom told me always be truthful, so I'm going to give you the true answer. Give me the true answer. <laughs> 
Well, your trivia question is wrong. False. <laughs> that is correct, sir! The trivia question is false. <laughs> it is not true. I say nay unto thee. It is not correct. What is the correct answer? Well, correct answer was the Joseph's uh, brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites, and Ishmaelites sold him to the, uh, the Egyptian. That is correct and- again! You get a double! Good job. Way to rock and roll on that one. How you doing, brother? How are things going? Good. I mean, I'm still looking for a, a part-time job, so we could uh, meet our deficit each month. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I got yeah. it. Let me pray for you again, Ruka, on the job. Let's just pray real quickly, okay? Sure. Father, we come before you, lift up our dear brother Samson. We love him in the Lord. He's great. He's a wonderful brother we engage with. Lord, there are opportunities out there, and the problem is sometimes it's connecting the right person to the right opportunity, and we're asking you to bring either bring it to him or him to the job, whatever he can do to set his hands to that won't be just the, the deep, typical burden, but be something that he could actually enjoy and participate in and even, even find contributing and find that to be a blessing. We ask you to bless him with a great position. He's willing, he's able, he's before you. Put him in that place where he can acknowledge that you brought him something wonderful, a wonderful gift. We lift him up before you. We hope and pray for your speed in this process that you will do it for him quickly. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Hey, I have a prayer request for for a very dear friend of mine. They are okay. missionary there. They felt like they need to go to Ukraine, and the visa been approved, so they are heading there. But however, they felt like they need to buy a van so they could help more people to take them to the safer place and, and share the love of God. So if you remember, or your audience, to just pray, say a prayer for, for Jeffrey and Tatiana. Uh, God's for, protection and provision for them. Uh, yeah. For Jeffrey and Tatiana, right? Yes. Yes, okay. sir. All right. Everybody needs to remember that. Just in a mention of prayer that somebody, that they can uh, have a fruitfulness in this process so it would be a blessing for others as well and that they would safely uh, be on their way. All right. Make sure, audience, that's a commitment you make when you participate. This is somebody that the Lord has just brought into your universe, so you need to respond to it. Okay? All right. Good job, Samson. Very good. Thank you so very much. All right. God bless, brother. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, let me get into this teaching on Nehemiah, which is a rather important, kind of an important process. And this is part of what we do. I mean, we, we engage with the teaching and we talk to one another in this Nehemiah, and we are in chapter 5, this section. I didn't get to do a real good job of it last time. I just want to bring it up again. Here's what it says in verse, uh, it's uh, chapter 5, and it's I think it's verse 16. It's what's verse 16. And it says this, because of the fear of God, I did not act that way. I devoted myself to working on the wall and refused to acquire any land. And I required all my officials to spend time working on the wall. And the reason that he says this is what? Because he had the fear of the Lord. Then he says this, I asked for nothing, even though I regularly fed 150 Jewish officials at my table, besides all the visitors from other lands, the provisions required at my expense for each day were one ox, six fatted sheep, and a large number of domestic fowl. Here he's—one of the things that he's doing is 
Nehemiah is in a position to, to take. Okay, I just want you to catch this. This is what's important. He's in a position to take. He's owed this for the governor's allowance, so to speak. In other words, he's in a position where he's entitled to a certain amount. But he wouldn't take everything he's entitled to, much like the Apostle Paul said, I'm not going to accept money for this for offering the gospel. I'm just going to preach it and, and trust that the Lord's going to fill up the gap. In his, in his, in his, uh, so Paul didn't require it. It's not that he didn't ask for it, but he didn't require people to do it. Here, Nehemiah doesn't stand in a position where he feels he needs to be a bigger burden to the people. And so he says, I'm not going to take what's owed to me. Instead, I'm going to keep trying to put out. And what's important about this is his willingness to be enough concerned about people and less concerned about his own well-being that even to his own detriment— did you hear that? Oh, that's the big thing right there. Even to his own detriment, this is why Nehemiah was a godly leader. He would not take from the people because it would hurt them, and he would continue to pour out from himself. And in our society, we do a lot of checks and balances. We claim that, that we have that in our government, and we claim that we have that in a lot of things. Here's the reality check for Christians. You don't need to take in the equal amount that you give out. You should empty yourself. I should empty myself for the sake of others and let the Lord be the one that has not the debt but the willingness to fill us back up. Have the idea that that we want to have such a reverence for God that there's certain things that we could do but won't do because by doing them it'll put a bigger problem or burden on other people. Let's not let's not do that. Let's let's do it the other way. Let's do things that will help people even to our own personal detriment because then we can be like Jesus. And I understand uh, nobody's arguing that, that, that there should be uh, you know, fair pay and that. Nobody's even talking about that. What Jesus showed is that he came and gave of himself. He knew that his reward wasn't coming till after. That's what the Lord asks of us, to be a sacrificial people for other people's wellness, even to our detriment. Then we look like Jesus. That makes God happy. See? There you go. I will take a short break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? What's happening is the churches and uh, educators and our government and everybody is too concerned about being politically correct. And what's happened is the walls have fallen down and we need to rebuild them and we need to build them back. And the only way we can do that is with God's people taking a stand. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And I will say, especially in regards to the political correctness, it's just man's attempt to establish their own righteousness apart from God. And that's why it has so much confusion attached to it that nobody can figure out what's going on because it goes all over the place. Well, the, the only hope for America is, is not the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Uh, our hope, my hope is in God and his people taking a stand uh, this coming uh, election season. And uh, let's get men and women in office. And again, I'm not telling people to vote for, but we need to take a stand for God's truth and his righteousness. Yeah, that's fa- fantastic. I just want to thank you and extend a thank you to you for taking the time to come on the show, sharing with us, giving us that perspective. I appreciate it. And it was a privilege and an honor for me to have you on the show, sir. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. God bless. All right. God bless you, too. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pastor Franklin Graham. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to ask you the next big trivia question. Eli was a priest during the time of Samuel. Well, Samuel was a young lad. How many sons did Eli have? Ooh, another number one. How many sons did Eli have? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. And we're going to send you to the website, which we often do at the website. That's a place to give. We encourage you to do that. Why? Because we need it. Okay. And then two, on that website, please check out the brochures, the two links on the brochures. Tell us which one you like. And then don't forget, for those that missed the show, podcast, 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 podcast. Podcast. I think it's called Podcast Mania 3000 or something like that. It's all the same. It's got all the shows on it. Again, uh, check that out. Plus a place to give. Plus a place for prayer requests or uh, prayer requests and praise reports. You know, I always mix those up because they're both P's, right? Prayer and parade, parade and praise. I mean, they're close. Okay. Uh, again, uh, praise reports, prayer requests, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then a place to give. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemosincrease.org. Praise report? 
HeMustIncrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? HeMustIncrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org. HeMustIncrease.org. I still like that. It's just those are some ones that are just really good. That's a good one. The other one's good. Uh, again, the trivia question. So let's just uh, everybody take a deep breath. First Samuel chapter two. Can I get any clearer than that? First Samuel chapter two. How many sons did Eli the priest? Some people think he was a high priest. He was the priest at Shiloh. Yeah. <laughs> you see how I did that? Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's, uh, you know, people of different. Um, but there, he had how many boys did he have that were kind of working for him? Uh, if you, this will help you remember. God was not happy with this family. Not happy. That's a nice way to say that. Okay. Uh, so how many sons? I will say right off the bat, Eric's the first one to get it. Okay. 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 In the meantime, we do have. History to be played. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, today's kind of a weird combo day. Besides just being a weird show, which most Mondays are kind of weird. I mean, aren't they weird? Right? Fun day Monday. Fun day Monday. You just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, today is International Carrot Day. <laughs> See, I don't even know how to. It's like, do you, do you have a carrot that's a character that has eyes on it and goes, hi, it's a, I'm Carrie the character. What's on the name? What do you do? I don't know what to do with that. It's like, do you like carrots? I prefer carrots to sticks. What about cooked? Do you like cooked carrots? Yeah. My wife cannot stand them. Really? Hates them. Carrots and peas. She just, I mean, refuses. Okay. Uh, today is also National Chicken Cordon Blue Day, which I love Chicken Cordon Blue. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. Uh, it's 404 Day. You know what that is? The 404. When you go to a website, it goes 404. The, the page is not there. And then uh, additionally, it's a National Vitamin C Day, Okay, which I don't know if that's connected to the carrot day. I think it would be connected to oranges, but there's probably something in there. Do you know the joke about the carrots? Why you should eat carrots are good for your eyes? How do you know that? How many rabbits have you seen with glasses? Okay, apparently you haven't heard that joke. Okay. <laughs> that joke's older than me. That's pretty old. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, you, uh, 1818 on this day, the United States Congress adapted the flag for the United States. 1850 on this day, Los Angeles, California is incorporated as a city. Boy, was that a mistake. Uh, and then uh, 1974, Hank Aaron ties Babe Ruth's home record uh, of 714 on this day in 1974. Okay, First Samuel chapter 2, Eli's the priest. He had two—oh, I just gave it away. <laughs> uh, what, am I gonna, what am I supposed to do now? Okay, I gave it away. He had two sons. Right? He had two sons. See, this is a, not Tucson. Two sons. And they were both killed because they were uh, abusing the uh, position of the Lord and not respecting him. And uh, I gave it away. <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. 
Okay, fine. Backup trivia question. Here we go. Uh, remember Elijah and the commander uh, Naaman? What was the matter with the commander Naaman? Okay, what what disease did he have? Ha! It's a follow up question. Since I blew the other one, can't believe I blew it. It's Fun Day Monday. You might as well enjoy it. Okay. So if you think you know the answer to the follow up question, since I already gave away the other questions, now somebody's calling in, and they probably knew the question the first one, but I blew that one. I'm under a lot of strain. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say to people. I'm under a lot of strain, okay? Uh, if you think you know the answer for what it is that uh, the uh, general had, what did uh, Naaman have? What was his disease? If you think you know, you can call it 972 445 770. Text in 214 210 or send an email, david at Somebody's already calling in. Are they here to save me out of this uh, situation I'm in? Maybe. That's not good. All right, put them through. <laughs> This is David. Who am I talking to? That's all right. That's Will Rogers. Hi, brother. How are you? I'm good. I hope you're more better. Uh, well, actually, I'm having a tough time with trivia, as you can tell. <laughs> it didn't sound tough to me. You knew it. <laughs> yeah, I knew the answer. I, I just blurted it out. I'm bad. All right. Uh, but I am doing great, so I appreciate you asking me that. Here you go. Let's see if, if, if somebody can redeem the day. If anybody's going to do it, brother, it's you. What was the matter with the commander Naaman? What disease did he have that Elijah helped him with? He was a leper. That is correct, sir. You are right. He had leprosy. That's it. And that's what the, that he was he was cured with. If you remember that story? Elijah wouldn't even go out and see him. Just said, "Go dunk yourself in the in the in the river." And he was all mad because he didn't have any big fanfare that happened with it, yet God healed him. And once he recognized what God had done, he was like, oh, I misunderstood this process. So great job, great way to save me out of that uh, mess up that I made. So I appreciate it. <laughs> That's her. Now you have a blessed day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right, we got that pulled out. A little recovery there. All right, let me go back to this. This one thing was really important uh, in this Nehemiah text, and I do want to get it. And then the last part's really, really good. So we just talked about that That Nehemiah was like, look, I'm not going to take stuff that's to the detriment of people. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that. I, I, the, the, I'm not going to put them in a bad position. In fact, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take my own losses and make sure that they are blessed in the process. And that will be that. This is what he says in the next little, little portion. He said, after he says uh, he had given away, uh, provided six fat, cheap, large number of domestic fowl. He goes, every 10 days we needed a large supply of all kinds of wine, yet I refused to claim the governor's food allowance. Here's what he said. This is the key. Because the people were already having a difficult time. So the reason that I want to bring that up to you is this. In our country now and in countries around the world, the leadership of these countries are often detached from the people. And that, of course, creates all kinds of problems. Everybody knows the kind of problems that it creates. But the reason that they're detached is because they stay detached or isolated from the people. And the Christian 
capacity of leadership does not permit for the worldly style of leadership. And that's the reality. The understanding that we are to love somebody as much as of ourselves, the understanding that God is looking for you and I to be a different kind of leader, a leader who's a servant, the understanding that the way that you minister is not to tell people what to do, but to know where they're at and care for them. It's not a matter of saying, do this and do this and do this. Jesus could have come down and given 20 rules and said, follow these, make it right, or we're going to blast you all into eternal non-existence. Bye. Click. Done. But he cared about people, and he listened to people, and he showed that. He was, what, he was considerate of people and how they were doing and how things were going. And one of the things Nehemiah says is because the people were already having a difficult time, he knew what was going on. And this is all I'm asking you to do and all I'm asking myself to do. And I do a terrible job of this, but I know I need to get there. And that is care enough to have other people's impact impact you. You know, when we just heard Mary call, I rejoiced that she was on the Radio, why? Because we haven't heard from her. We knew she wasn't doing good, and then she's it's like, I rejoice. But see that we should be connected to each other that way. I mean, we are all called by the Lord to reflect Jesus Christ in that true leadership capacity of the kingdom of God, and that's by serving one another. The greatest among you will be the servant of all. That's, that's just like, wow, that's different. Yep, sure is. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of them. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, you brother. Doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. Goal. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh. 
I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, I can or put something? it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed ship i'm i don't think this is right but i'm gonna go with peter so close what's the other name that's really close to that <laughs> paul yes that's it that's it there he is. <laughs> all right that's in acts chapter 27 verse 23 and 24 before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28 he said to relax everybody's gonna be fine nobody's gonna die on the ship you're all gonna end up at this island you know and so he was telling everybody to calm down that's the person who had the late night uh visit now peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in acts 12 so you could make an argument that that was part of the answer too but that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship that's mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition so Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. Always, <laughs> never. You will Paul never now. forget that. Paul. This is Paul. This is Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for a trivia question that hopefully I will not destroy before I give it to you. Here we go. If you guys remember, there was this experience that Elijah went to a mountain before the Lord and there was a wind and there was a earthquake and there was a fire, but the Lord wasn't in those things. What was the Lord in? How did he communicate to Elijah? What was it? Wasn't in the wind. Wasn't in the earthquake. Wasn't in the fire. What was it then? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. This is a good question. People know this is a good one. Uh, You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. I would encourage everybody who is listening to the show to make sure to pray for the audience because that is our responsibility. We talk about this quite a bit, but when you look at the story of the Good Samaritan, you think, well, you know, what does that say? Jesus said, take care of your neighbor. Well, who's your neighbor? And then he does that again. Uh, and so he, 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 he explains who your neighbor is by showing that as the guy that got beat up on the road, the Good Samaritan, what comes across him in his path? Well, now audience members are people that God has brought into your life. And uh, and from that point of view, he's brought them into your path and into your universe. And so you need to pray for your neighbor. So this is, it's just like, oh, that makes sense to me. That's a lot different than somebody I've never met, don't know, have never seen in another country. But people have brought in my universe, that's different. And those are the people I have a responsibility to. Okay? Okay. Okay? Okay. All 
right? All right. All right. All right. The trivia question straightforward. Now, listen. It's not the wind, okay, which broke about, uh, rocks in pieces. It's not an earthquake. It's not a fire. But what was it that came from the Lord? If you think you know, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must increase.org. Let me finish off chapter five. And I, the reason I want to finish this off is because of how important this is for me personally. So I'm going to personalize. Okay, personalize. I can personalize, right? Yeah. Doing it anyway, so that's not getting what matters. Uh, Nehemiah chapter uh, 5, verse 19. This is what Nehemiah So Nehemiah does all this stuff, trying to do a really good job, just like you and I. He's trying to do the best he can. He's in a situation. It's kind of tough. He's got people coming against him all the time. He's got different warfare on different levels. He's not taking advantage of anybody. He's trying to do the best that he can, and this is what he says to God. And people need to recognize how important this is, and I'll explain why it's so important to me personally. So verse 19, this is what Nehemiah says. Remember, O my God, all that I have done for the people, and bless me for it. Wow, that's kind of selfish. (laughs) All he's asking God to do is remember what he's done. Remember me. Bless me for what I'm, I'm trying to make this right. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For God is not unjust. He will not forgot, forget how hard you have worked for him and shown your love by him by caring for others as you still do. God does not forget what we do, but there t- tends to be time in our walks that we feel that way. One of the things that happened in once I became a Christian, which I'm kind of just jumping ahead, and we'll get back to some of these uh, uh, specific testimonies later on. But one of the things that happened is after I left, after I became a Christian, got involved in a kind of a Christian cult, I left, and I was not sure if God... was going to remember anything that I did that was good. That doesn't mean I did everything right, because I didn't. But I wasn't sure that God was going to remember, or I want to say it in the right way, or bless me for it, give me credit for it, or whatever, whatever that phrasing is. I was concerned that my bad had wiped out my good, And uh, I wasn't concerned about being saved. I was concerned that I had wasted four years. That's what I was concerned about. And the Lord took me to this passage in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, when I was sitting there praying in the living room, just had the Bible open, and I'm like, gosh, Please, please, you know, I don't I don't want, you know, for what I've done to be for naught and da 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 da. And I read that. For God is not unjust. This is right after I prayed this, by the way. For God is not unjust. He will not forget for he will not forget how hard you have worked for him and shown your love for him by by what? By caring for other other believers. It's just it's like, well, you going to be my preaching all my sermons? No. 
You mean by having heal, healing miracle services and having people fall out during that? No, 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 no. By leading millions to Christ? No, no. He will not forget how hard you've worked for him and shown your love to him by caring for other believers. Ah, what you'll find out when we get into this testimony is that what's marvelous about it is that the Lord used me down the road to help every person get out of what I was in, and I'm just super blessed by that. But listen to what Nehemiah says, and the reason that I resonate with it is because I, I've, I've lived, I know it. I mean, I know exactly this time, but remember me, oh God, that I've done for these people. And then he says, bless me for it. He's got more courage than I do to say bless me for it because uh, I don't deserve any blessing for it. <laughs> That's just all I'm going to say. Nehemiah was much better than me. <laughs> I'm just saying, this dude's a thousand times better than I am. But God does not forget what you've done. God does not forget what you've tried to do, what your heart is in doing that. It's not, it's not that those things will get you saved, so stop thinking that. You can only be saved by acknowledging the testimony God gave regarding his son, by accepting, acknowledging, repenting. Every, every word you can use in there to put in there, to submit, to yield, to ask Jesus into your heart by faith, to pray for his mercy, to pray for his forgiveness, to repent, to change your mind, to turn directions, every single thing, every one of those things, every one applies. But this is not that. This is, don't forget me. I need to know you remember me. I need to know that what I'm doing and what's in my heart, that counts to you and that it's important. And that's what Nehemiah says, and that's what God promises. I won't forget you. I won't forget what you've done. And some of you are out there, and you've done things for people, and you've done things in ministry and in church, or just in your general Christian walk. And when we say general Christian walk, that is the adventure. Ministry is not—there's nothing fantastic. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber. He probably had more ministry than all of us combined. I'm just saying, that's—it's not the professional ministry. It's through the journey of becoming Christ-like that you've made those commitments and given those offerings to people and blessed people, and God will never forget that. That will never be ignored. He will never unsee the right things that you've done, ever. I just think that's cool. I just think it's like good because, first of all, my memory is terrible. <laughs> ask, ask any of my professors. <laughs> and second, I want him to keep the I want to know that he has that record and that he cares. And I just love that Nehemiah did it. I don't think he did it in an arrogant or weird spirit. I think he was just like, Remember me. So in the last like three months, because I did this study and so on and so forth, I've been just praying when I pray. I said, Lord, remember me. It's just like, because that's what I think. That's what I want him to do. All right, did somebody call in with the answer? Is just calling for a pie? Is that what the, somebody that called? No? Okay. All right, so our trivia question, I want to get to that, so I want to make sure to answer that. So is there anything else I need to cover? Or we, no? Uh, good. All right. I have a guess, though. You? Oh, you have a guess? Oh, wow. I am I am very excited to hear the guess. All right, so hold on. All right. Captain, Captain Chris is going to give a guess. Okay. Not the wind, not the earthquake, not the fire, but? Uh, the answer is two. He had two sons. 
That's the last trivia question. Why did you do that? That is so mean. <laughs> Just for that, I'm going to make you go out of town tomorrow. You have to go see your mother. <laughs> How about that for a punishment? Okay. That was pretty darn funny. All right. The answer. <clears throat> the Lord, I'll just read it directly for you. But the Lord was not in the wind and after the wind an earthquake. But the Lord was not in an earthquake and after the earthquake a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so that Elijah heard it. A lot of noise in wind, a lot of noise in earthquakes, a lot of noise in fire. But it's still small voice. That's how God speaks. Two sons. I'm not going to forget that. That was a good one. All right, folks, you have been listening and surviving the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.